Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's turn on the tunes. Hi friends, I'm Kylie. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Alex. And this is Accusin' Boozin' and Cruisin', a podcast where we're going for a little drive, doing a little drinking, and talking a lot about spooky and scary shit that goes bump in the night. A little pre-warning, there will be stories that may be too graphic or may have topics that might make you uncomfortable. We are also not promoting drinking and driving. And so if you plan on drinking, make sure you have yourself a designated driver to get you where you need to go. Yep. 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 Do, Do it. that. Yep. Um, this week's episode is a little different. I guess it's not this week's. This is probably going to be the second episode to come out this week because it is our first mini episode. Woo! Wow! I don't know what we want to call these. It, they're just our mini episodes. Yeah. Um, special, a different special stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, Sidetrack shenanigans. No, we already have those. <laughs> oh, man. What our personal connection section. No, no, we already damn have it. that. But it is. It's a listener story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, kind of. Listener submission. Yeah. I feel like we can come up with a fancy name for it. We'll though. figure it out. We'll, we'll come out. up with something that is both alliterative and rhymes. Maybe not. Anyways. <laughs> Alex this, is ambitious. Yeah, Alex will come up with it. If you think of one, just shout it out during any part of this. Yeah. Uh, or if, I mean, anybody listening has any suggestions to what we should call our listener episodes, uh, send us an email at abcmurderpod at gmail.com or hit us up in our Instagram at DMs. abc underscore murder underscore pod. Hell yeah. Anyways, this story is coming from Martha Redpath. Um, she is my aunt. Yeah, Martha. Woo! And she's probably, I think, like our biggest fan, our biggest <laughs> listener. Thank you, Martha. We, <laughs> she's the best. Yeah, we showed up as number one on her Spotify Rap. Playlist rap for um, podcasts. I don't know how many podcasts she actually <laughs> listens to, but it was a. I thought it was a big deal. At it was least really we're number cool. one in something. Someone, in someone's heart, and she's she's messaged me a lot and told me she's like like certain episodes or um, asked me about it. And then she sent she sent this case in and was like, "You should research this when you like come to Canada because this pl- takes place in Canada." She's like, "You should research it and do this for when you go to Canada." And I was like, "That's really far away." Let's just do a mini episode. And so she agreed I got her consent for all of this. And then she also sent in a drink, which we didn't get the exact drink. The store didn't have it. And we, it's been so, there's been so much traffic around recently. So Kenzie went and got it just from the closest store she could, which I'm grateful for. But I'm really excited because this is a story that has to sort of kind of do with my family, but. Before we get into that, I think we should introduce our drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our drink this week is from the Bellingham Cider Company. It's a local brewery. Um, and we were supposed to get the Pog flavor, but they didn't have that. So I got blueberry lemonade, which seems pretty uh, comparable. It's like a deep, dark, dark purple. I love cider, so I'm very excited about this. Um, Bellingham Cider Company is a local cider producer and restaurant with a full bar overlooking our waterfront district. Have you been there? No, I have no idea where it is. Oh, it's downtown. I've been a few times. It's pretty good. They have, like, brunch. Poutine? No, they don't have to talk. (laughs) Um, their food is fresh and sourced from local farms, and the ciders have no added sulfate, sugars, or preservatives. They use solar power and... Um, the ingredients for this one is Washington apples, blueberries, lemon, and yeast. 
She actually also, it, it looks really good. I'm excited to try it. She also sent us um, the Montreal, 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 cocktail which is the like city's official cocktail and she kind of was trying to base it off of how we've been doing each mm-hmm. state's signature cocktail um but she sent it to us and was like I don't know if you guys are gonna want to drink this so here's this other more like reasonable <laughs> one so we went with the more reasonable one um the Montreal cocktail has um gin uh Ugh. Canadian rye whiskey uh bittersweet orange and red apparit what? Yep. And <laughs> a peridivo. I was close. Yeah. Yeah. Aperitif. And we just had a gin drink. <laughs> so I didn't really think we want to Yeah, twice. <laughs> twice. We fucked up, but I didn't really want to I didn't really want to do another gin drink and I didn't think Mackenzie did, so I no. told her to get this one. All right. Tippy tappy. Gotcha. Man, I wish I had some pog. Tippy tappy. I just pictures. Oh, yeah, I need to take pictures of you guys. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on, so on top of things today. Oh, let me just turn it this way. I didn't even think about it. I should have gotten you juice. No, that's fine. I have water. Wow. wow. So cute. We can take it together now. Yeah. Maybe. Sour. <laughs> I like cider. I typically like ciders. Typically. <laughs> you like this one? <laughs> it's okay. The one we had from... Um, Asland. Mm-hmm. It was like an orange mimosa. The cider mimosa. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really good. I liked that one a lot. You didn't, though. No. Okay. Should we get into the story? Let's get into it. For this episode, we are covering <laughs> the Red Path Mansion. So, um... Well, explain who Martha is to you. Martha is my aunt. Did you already say that? Martha, yes. Martha is my aunt. She married my uncle. So, she's my aunt on my mom's side. Okay. So... Not blood related. Not blood related. Gotcha. But she she's been a big part of my life for a long time, and she was like a second mom for a while. And she has three boys, and so I was kind of treated as a daughter, and I got all her like hand me down. Oh, and it was yeah. I yeah. And we have a quite the same. We did. I still think we do have quite the same like vibe. Um, I've met Martha. She's yes, wonderful. Yeah. I love Martha. We you went on met a Martha once. We yeah, went to dinner. At least once. Uh, yes. I feel like we met twice, but I have no proof or memory of it. So, yeah, we met <laughs> we once. Met once, yeah. <laughs> um, but I love her. She's great. Um, but, yeah, anyways, her last name is Redpath, and my mom's last, my mom's maiden name is Redpath, and we're covering the Redpath Mansion murders. Her, oh, Wait, your Her mom's? last name is Redpath my, because she married my, your... Uncle. Okay, okay. Not you made it because they're also related. Right. She married your mom's brother. <laughs> my my mom's maiden name is Redpath. Yes. My uncle's last name is Redpath. Yes. Martha married my uncle, whose name is Peter. I'm saying that now because it'll come up later. Mm-hmm. So her last name is also Redpath. Right. So it's it's Peter's bloodline though. Your your mom and Peter's bloodline. Yes, not Martha's. Right. Okay. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> For the record, what's Martha's maiden name? And her like first pet and <laughs> Yeah. All her son's <laughs> name. Where does she live? No. Um Okay. What's okay. the name of the street that her high school was on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last four of her social, if you know it, off the top of your head. 
And her mom's main monster. Just yeah, kidding, Martha. I would you. never scam you. You were so <laughs> nice to me when we met, and I'd love to get together for a game night soon. Yes. Kenzie, you're not invited. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> I know Martha. We went on a cruise together. Yeah. I, so I guess I'm not invited. <laughs> why is no, no why is somebody just, not invited? I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to fill the space while Kylie says I nothing. can just cut this out. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, it's a family name. Um, and I didn't know until recently that there's a lot that I don't, well, there's a lot I don't know about my family on either side, but that I like don't know really anything about the Red Path side. Hmm. And it was recently that I actually learned that we are a part of the Red Path Sugar Company, like family line. There's a, there's a company in Canada called the Red Path Sugar, Sugar Company. That, like, mm. I didn't know about until a little bit ago. And we have a picture, like, a whole, like, collage up on our wall in our, like, foyer. Mm-hmm. That has, like, my uncle and my grandpa, and they're at the, the company, and there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, newspaper clippings and stuff like that. I don't know how long it's been there. <laughs> like, it could have very well been there my entire life, and I just <laughs> never saw it. So it is someone from your... Bloodline run the company still? Do I don't know? know if they still run it, but I'll get Are into it. Are you secretly filthy Stephen As I rich. say, goodness. I am Aaron. <laughs> Aaron isn't rich. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> I think it's funny. He's like Batman. <laughs> okay. But yeah, are you like secretly your family just has a lot of money? You know. Do you think I'd still be here? You wouldn't be here with us? No, I would be. I, we're not rich. No, Let's I, just say Stella would have her kidney by now if they had <laughs> yes, that kind of money. <laughs> I'm trying, okay. <laughs> I just had to give eight vials uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, for the kidney National Kidney Registration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a little background into the Red Path Sugar Company just because I think it's cool. No murder involved with that. I just want to plug my family name. (laughs) Um, Red Path Sugar started crafting sugar as the Canadian Sugar Refining Company in in 1854 in Montreal, Quebec, and was founded by John Redpath. John Redpath was born in Earlston in the Scottish-British borders during the period of lowland clearances that created economic hardships and dislocation for many Scottish families. As such, the 20-year-old John chose to immigrate to Canada. So, I um, also learned today that... You're Irish? We're Scottish? Scottish. (laughs) Wow! Look at you. (laughs) With limited funds for ship passage, the near-penniless John disembarked at Quebec City, then walked barefoot to Montreal. At the time a city of only 16,000 residents. Once there, he founded he found employment in the construction industry working as a stone smith, stone mason. Same thing. Yeah. A man with integrity and a great worth ethic. <laughs> Skip over that word, I don't know. Forage? No, and a keen business Boys. sense. With a, few, with a few years, in a few years, he was running his own sizable construction business. And then he founded the Canadian Sugar Refining Company in 18, 
54. Located on the bank of Lacken Canal, of the Lacken Canal, the complex was the first of its kind in Canada, using sugar cane imported from the British West Indies. To cons- it con- its construction was part of the economic boom that during the 19th century turned Montreal from a small town to one of the largest cities in Canada and the country's economic engine. In 1857, Peter Redpath, so I'm, it's a family name? I guess. It's really, a, really old. Well, no, my grandpa's name was also <laughs> Peter, so I guess it's oh. a, like a family name. Um, I have a line of Aldens in my family that goes back at least six generations wow. from but I don't think my, my grandpa. I don't think my great-grandpa was a Peter. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. <laughs> my, uh, my dad's dad's dad was adopted, so we don't know anything about that line. Ah, shit. But as Damn far it. as my mom... You can use that, the... the Ancestry.com? The you know database, how? not the Ancestry.com. There's the, the other one that we both covered in two oh, different cases yeah. that helped solve murders. Yeah. But you know how hard it is to find stuff on your family? You don't know yes, anything about them? I remember them. trying to do, like... Even when you know stuff about yeah. them, trying to do, like, family tree stuff in high yeah. school, it was yeah. horrible. I hated it. And my parents were no help. Mm-hmm. On my mom's side, I don't think we have any names passed down. Um, in 1857, Peter Redpath became a partner. His brother-in-law, George Alexander Dermond, joined the firm in 1861. Under his guidance, the company's success allowed for construction of a new six-story plant built on the existing site, site doubling production capacity. In 1930, Redpath Sugar merged with the Canadian Sugar Refining Company, Limited of Catham, Ontario. Chatham. Chatham. Thank you. The Redpath Sugar Refinery was built on the Toronto waterfront in the late 1950s, at the time of the completion of the St. Lawrence Seaway, and is still the home of the company today. And I got this from... Redpathsugar.com, and it was titled A Short History of Redpath Sugar. Cool. That's that it. was a short history. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Nice. We're done. Actually, me... no. I was gonna say that wasn't like a like a spooky story. There was story no murder. <laughs> you promised <laughs> murder. It wasn't even spooky. <laughs> that's it. All done. <laughs> I only know how to pronounce Chatham because I just learned it. Like. Five minutes ago, while doing research for Pennsylvania. <laughs> Which we'll be covering next. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Oh. That's the okay. YouTube video I was watching, was how to pronounce Chatham. Oh. <laughs> because of this connection to the sugar industry, the Redpaths were one of the richest families in Canada and seemed to have it all. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. I wish I was in the richest family of Canada. I am. John James Redpath, the patriarch of the family, was the man of many ideas, and a hard worker. In 1836, flushed with success, he decided to build a mansion for his rapidly growing family. Me too. <laughs> the mansion was built on a he's property... Just, he's just showing you what it's like when he's giving facts and we interrupt him. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Keep throwing it my way. The mansion was built on a property that was renamed Terrace Bank. He sold land that they didn't use for the mansion, and with that money, he was able to start the sugar company. His wife, Ada, and him, he, John, 
Bore five, <laughs> bore five children, and by all reports, the family seemed close and happy, although they did seem to keep to themselves more than other families did. <laughs> the only thing that would draw others' attention to the family was how wealthy they were. So they didn't they didn't do anything that was eye-catching. They weren't that weird family on the block that all, like, so not runs the together. Family. Not the Adams family. <laughs> the weird family on the block that all runs together. I don't know. I've never heard that phrase before. You're welcome. It's new. I'm starting it. <laughs> that was until June 13th of 1901. And I would like to say we talked a lot about John James Redpath, but um, during the story, he's already dead. So oh. just forget about him. <gasps> Who killed him? He just died. I don't know. He's not a part of it. Oh, On this dead. day, Clifford Redpath, who was 25, returned home to the family estate in Golden Square Mile in the Golden Square Mile neighborhood of Montreal and went directly to his mother's room. Shortly after this, at around 6 p.m., the eldest of John and Ada's children, Peter, another Peter, <laughs> who was 31 at the time, heard some gunshots coming from his mother's bedroom. He rushed to her room to see what had happened and to help wherever he could. But when he opened the door to the room, he found a scene that no one should ever find. His younger brother Clifford and their mother Ada were lying on the floor of the room and they were both mortally wounded. Ada had been shot in the back of the head and Clifford sustained a gunshot wound to the temple. Both lay in pools of blood with the gun laying near Clifford's hands. That's sad. Yikes. Now typically, yeah, yikes. Now, typically, if you were if you were to find a scene like this, what would you do? Call the Call police. Yeah, murder suicide. Yes. Okay. You'd want to contact police, some sort of law enforcement, someone who's going to help you figure out what happened to your brother and your mother. Well, no police were called. <laughs> no, no one got involved. They someone did come and take statements. I think like someone a part of the coroner's office did, huh. but like no police were involved. Well, and if they a- had. They had the money to just say, no, we don't we don't need the police to come. If it's a murder-suicide, <laughs> no, it's kind of like a open-and-shut case. But they don't know what it was. But they didn't even investigate. They yeah, didn't even open it. Yeah, that's They just true. shot it right away. Um, a coroner's investigation was opened and then quickly closed, and then the bodies were buried. All of this happened within 48 hours of the shots being fired. So two days after wow. the shots. Wow. Bodies were examined and buried. And it usually takes a long time for a funeral. Yeah. At least a week. Seems like a cover-up. And after this, the Red fam- Redpath family never discussed the fatal events of what happened on June 13th, 1901. Either among themselves or publicly. Except until this day! Could you imagine? Oh my goodness. Two of your family members died? Never talk about it again. Who? Ada and, Ada and Clifford? Never heard of them. What? No. No, never heard of them. Definitely didn't um, murder each other at all. The testimony of Peter was largely used to establish the official narrative, though there were a few other statements taken. So what I just told you was an account by Peter. Right. So that's what mm-hmm. Peter says happened. Mm-hmm. Rosa Shallow, one of the servants, stated that she found two revolvers at the scene. Which mm. was corrobor- corroborated. Corroborated. That just sounds like it gets stuck in my mouth. Corroborated. <laughs> by one of the doctors who added that one of the pistols had two empty chambers. The other pistol had one. So it was a duel. Mm, maybe. This statement 
contradicts the statement that Peter gave where he stated there was only one gun. He said it was right. one gun by Clifford's hand. Mm -hmm. One of the other more confusing testimonies came from Dr. Thomas Froddick, who claims that he found foam in Clifford's mouth. It was said that Clifford had epilepsy. epilepsy. So this statement just added to it. The foam in his mouth hmm. just was like, oh yeah, he has epilepsy. You know, that makes sense. What makes this statement confusing is the fact that Dr. Roddick was proven to be out of town at the time of the murders and that he never saw the bodies. What? Hmm. Also, no medical record or family corroboration, I should have never written that word down, <laughs> indicated that Clifford... Um, there was no records or family corroboration indicating that Clifford was, in fact, epileptic. Oh. Mm. So, <laughs> he this wasn't. random doctor just guessed <laughs> that maybe he was epileptic. He could have been, who knows. <laughs> um, it was thought to be a weird claim that he could commit a murder-suicide during the grips of a violent seizure. Yeah, I was wondering. Like, yeah, he had no control in. of his body. Right. Right. So, it, it was that was just a preposterous claim that... And totally random. Yes, yeah. <laughs> random. And, and it was known that Dr. Roddick and Amy Redpath, the eldest and only daughter of the family, were romantically involved <gasps> and that they married shortly after the murders. Oh. Yes. Oh, so, the big question is what happened to Ada and Clifford Redpath? Who murdered them? And why would their family not want a full investigation into the murders? Mm. I don't have any of the answers to those questions. <gasps> okay, thank you for coming. We'll talk no. to you guys next week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Something that was kept a secret from most people who were not a part of the family was that two of the family members had illnesses. Can you guess the two? Ada and Clifford. You're so smart. A plus. They had epilepsy. Clifford Both was... Both of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Clifford had been stated to have epilepsy, which at the time was not really understood, and people greatly fear feared it. Ada the mud. You got demons in your blood. Do cocaine about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like bloodletting, right? That's how you yeah. fixed a lot of problems yeah, back then. Sure. Ada the mother <clears throat> suffered from an illness that we know now as being depression. And at the Aww. time, people knew very little about either of these illnesses. Most people theorized that one of these illnesses could have been the reason for the murders. So now I just have a bunch of theories because I have no answers. We love theories. Slay them on me. And then at the end, I kind of stated what I what I kind of think. Mm. And then you guys can tell me what you think. I love it. But okay. what does Dr. Thomas Roddick think, who wasn't even he there? He thinks that Amy is one sexy piece of woman, <laughs> and he was just going to do anything to make her happy. That's gross. You shouldn't talk about your family that way. Commissions by those who listen. <gasps> Cute, but I feel like it should have something to do with the road. Oh, you didn't say that. Sorry. Pit stops? <gasps> I like that. Roadside attractions. Mm. Roadside attractions, good. Mm. Okay, back to the both, story. Both have merit. Yeah, we'll vote <laughs> on it later. Interesting. Back to the story. One theory from many people who have studied the case is that Clifford killed his mother before turning the gun on himself and shooting. But there was never an answer for why Clifford would do this. Um, it was his epilepsy. Yes. Oh, it's at the end. I'm sorry. Dang it. Okay, one of the theories from many people who have studied the case is that Clifford killed his mother before turning the gun and shooting himself. But there was never an answer to why Clifford would do this. 
He was a promising law student who just days before his death had submitted an application to write the bar exam, to take the bar exam. He was so close to finishing this big life thing that he had spent so much time working on. Mm -hmm. He also seemed to be on good terms with his mother, and he seemed to really care for her. He traveled with her to New York State in the summers and kept her company, read to her during flare-ups of ill health, and oversaw her care whenever her, his sister, Amy, was absent. Okay. It is also to note that he was the only son who lived at home, so he was in charge of the family fortune. Whoa. Many think that his epilepsy, epilepsy drove him to commit this brutal act. <laughs> you cannot say that word. Epilepsy? Yeah. Epilepsy. I just can't say it when I'm already on a roll. You're dyslexic <laughs> about being epileptic. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, the first theory is that he had an epileptic, epileptic, <laughs> epileptic attack. An episode. <laughs> an epileptic episode. I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point, he just he he shot his mom. And then he but realized then he what have... he did and I've shot himself. I've never heard that epilepsy yeah. makes you murder your but at parents. This time, at this time, they didn't really understand epilepsy. They really didn't. Okay. But like like we had stated before, a seizure, you're, you wouldn't have control of your body. How would you? Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he was just showing her his cool new gun and then he well, had a seizure and accidentally pow. shot yeah. both of them. I don't know. Another theory goes in the opposite direction, suspecting... That Ada murdered her son while in the depths of a depression. Of, well, in the depths of depression, not in the. Not but she was the, shot in, in the back of the head. Yeah. It, yes, a bullet bounced off the wall. That. This theory is much <laughs> less believable for that woman and for that woman for that <laughs> for that reason and for the fact that women tend to opt more for poison when it comes to killing and they yeah. rarely use guns to kill themselves or others. Because they're more worried about who's going to friggin' clean, clean it, it up. up. Yep. And whereas men are just... What was her name? Lydia Lydia Southard? Mm-hmm. Fine example. She poisoned like seven people. The Black Widow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another theory is that Amy Redpath, the sister, could have been behind the whole thing. It is known that she was present during the murders... And is subject to much speculation. Mm. People often described Amy as an intelligent and quietly, quietly manipulative person. Entirely capable of orchestrating a murder plot. People describe me that way too. No, they don't. Amy, me, on the other hand. No, they don't. Amy may have started verbally... Have state- <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> Why? Out of the two Neither of, us. of you are manipulative. Yeah. I am. I have been told that. Yeah. Yeah. You're no. Anyways. That's not true. <laughs> if you are, it's not quietly. <laughs> but you're rude. not. <laughs> um, Amy may have stayed verbally, verbally quiet after the murders and events <laughs> took place, but she did write closet dramas, a type of play that are that is written and meant to be read out loud or just like read to an intimate audience. Ooh. In one of her plays, she wrote a thinly veiled account of what had happened on that day. <gasps> I don't have the account. Oh, you're not going to read it in its no. entirety for us right no. now? Also, <laughs> also, with Clifford out of the picture, no one was in charge of those family finances. So the responsibility would have been handed down to Amy and Peter. I was going to say who mm-hmm. took over the finances mm-hmm. if that happened. Mm-hmm. The last theory is that that I'm going to talk about, and it's apparently the most popular one. Um, it states that Clifford had recently come out as gay 
which for a family at the time would for this family at the time would have been a huge scandal Mm -hmm. especially with you know like their stature like they were a different kind of closet drama yes (laughs) yes um if this was the case um some sort of argument would have um started between clifford and ada um and the accusation of um, this being a murder-suicide could have actually made sense. He could have gotten mad mm-hmm. at his mother and he could have turned the gun on her and then realized what he did and then turned the gun on himself. Or, you know, she could have not liked hearing he was gay and she could have done it. True. Um, but again, she couldn't have done it. Right. <laughs> um, if you ask me, I think that Peter and Amy definitely had something to do with it. From Peter's statement of there only being one gun, even though there were clearly two, to Mary's involvement with Dr. Roddick, <laughs> excuse me, and his lies about epilepsy, they totally they, they totally had something to do with it. Yeah. Are you yeah. listening, Martha? Peter Redpaths are dangerous. Get out now. Run! <laughs> no, but, like, that's, that's what I stand by. I think the only other thing that would somehow make sense is... Maybe Clifford and Ada did get in a fight about him coming out of the closet. And that's Maybe. the reason he shot instead of epilepsy. <laughs> um, something that made me a little upset about this case was that they, and I understand it was like the time it happened, but they blamed everything on il- an illness that they didn't understand, whether it be yeah. mental or physical yeah, or... Sexual orientation. Yeah, there's only like, two right. reasons you kill people. You're either disabled or you're gay. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was like, I, that just kind of irritated me. And I understand that it was, you know, part of the time th- these things weren't understood and not accepted. But it's, it's people kill for much more Multiple. things. Like, the fact that they killed to get the family money to be in charge of the finances makes much, more, much more sense believable. than yeah. epilepsy. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, what do you guys think? Do you think... I think, oh, I think it was money motive for sure. Yeah, you don't I think bet. Martha shot herself, or not Martha, <laughs> Ada shot herself in the back of the head? No, I don't, I don't really see how that's possible, you know. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're probably right. Either there was some underlying tension between Clifford and Ada, and just because he's like the most at home with her all the time and um, takes care of her, mm-hmm. and they've always had a good relationship on the surface, doesn't mean that was really the way everything was. Um, and and he snapped and then you know realized what he did and took his own life afterwards or and there was three shots i don't know if i said that in the beginning you just said gunshots yeah okay. there were three there like which three what how three. many bullet holes were bang, there? Bang, bang, bang. Well, they didn't say bullet holes. They just said how many um, bullets were missing. There were two out of one right. gun and one out of... But it's also, how, why were there yeah. bullets missing out of each gun? How many were there? I don't know. Okay. But because if there I were two shooters... But if there were two shooters, being the maybe, sister and the doctor... Maybe, well, I would think... I would have <laughs> thought it would have been like Peter. So maybe yeah. one of them shot... With one gun, and they didn't want their prints on the other, so they said that that oh, one was when was, was used. this? Mm, 1901. So there wouldn't have been fingerprints. Right. I don't think prints were around. Prints were definitely not around. You don't have to look that up. Um, now I'm curious. But that, I think that would be my theory, is that they each had a gun, and they placed the one in yeah. Peter's hands. Yes. The one that probably had, like, two bullets missing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Or, I'm sorry, Clifford's hand. Yes. Yeah. Clifford's. Yeah. But... 
yeah i just thought this was a really interesting thing because it has to do with my family and apparently yeah. like people in my family have known about this and they just don't tell me like martha knew martha told me and i brought it up to my mom and she's like oh yeah tell me if you want the article <laughs> and i was like what that's totally something my family would be like y'all this isn't what happened fingerprints were only not available by a few years. It was 1911 when they were first accepted by U.S. courts as a reliable means of identification. No way. So, oh, they wow. could have been around. They didn't say anything about that. It was DNA evidence. Canadian oh, courts. Um, but there were like apparently like countless other theories. I couldn't find any more. But like everyone, how many said, more could there be? Said there were so many more. Well, they could. There could have been another. It was aliens or ghosts. Sure. A random act of violence. There could have been um, a rival company. It could have been a break-in. Like, I don't know what floor this happened on. They could have gone out the window. Like, anything could have happened if you think about it. It was probably the Clintons trying to cover up their connection to the whole thing. Send us us what you guys think. Yeah. Martha, I'm I'm going to hold out for your response. I was going to say, I think, um, if it's not Clifford killing both of them then i think it's really likely to be um peter or amy Mm -hmm. and like at that time how easy would it be to just shoot two people and put the gun in one guy's hands and if you have the money just cover it all up really quickly yeah (laughs) and i sent you guys some photos yes um the first ones of the red path big beautiful red path sugar company bag oh yes beautiful and then the next one is of the house which is it's a nice house. It's a still. It's still there. I oh, believe. we need it's to go. Just special not, stop. Special stop. It's just not in good condition, and I oh. think there was like a fire at some point. It's a fixer upper. Let's it's, buy it's it. It's stately. Let's buy it. I bet. Um, and then the next yeah. one's a family, and just mm-hmm. I think all the kids. There, there was nothing said about the other two boys. Um, they did it. <laughs> they might have. <laughs> I don't know, but that. Is it for that? I like that. I like the family ties to it. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. She she sent it, and she's like, have you heard of this? It has to do with your family. And I was like, no. So did you go over how you're related to those particular red paths? No, I mean, like... <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I know... I don't know how I'm related, per, like, like timeline-wise. I don't know. Yeah, like, I just is know Clifford your great-great-great-grandpa? I have or... no idea. <laughs> Ask Martha. Yeah, well, Martha. probably not because he died. But. Martha, we have questions. We're probably related to Peter somehow. It's probably a family name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for this mini-episode. Unless you guys that. have anything else. Mm-mm. No? Alex, do you have any ties to, like, any um, spooky shit? Nobody's tied to a baseball player. Do I have ties to oh. spooky shit? Yeah. Um, I am distantly related to Mark Twain, a.k.a. Samuel Clemens, oh. the writer. On my mom's side, I believe. That's Actually, cool. I, I'm probably misremembering this, but I think it's on both sides. Very distantly. And possibly Weird. just by yes. marriage. <laughs> but... Um, The only reason I bring that up is because when I was on my road trip with my dad, we stopped at a cave and, oh, I don't even remember where it was. I want to say Nebraska, but the whole whole road trip just blends together in my mind and Mm -hmm. I can't remember what that part of the country even looks like, even though I've driven through it, like how the states are arranged. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we went to a place called the Mark Twain Cave 
and it's because Mark Twain spent a lot of time there and it like the area around it and the cave itself are inspirations for parts of Huckleberry Finn. Wow. And um, <laughs> there's like various small ghost stories about the cave and there was this one guy who used the cave to experiment on ways to stop decomposition of human bodies. Gross. And he did it on like his niece who passed away Worse. due to illness as a child. And like he bought her corpse off of <laughs> her parents and just like put it in this cave without permission. Like he asked the town if he could do it. They said no. Then he put that corpse in the cave anyway. And then um, that like this cave was just like open to the public at the time. Oh my gosh. And all these little kids would just go there and play. And then they found this body and it wasn't just like a body in a cave. It was in this weird capsule that had like a clear top on it so they could see it. But it like they couldn't touch it. But he was like, he was just experimenting with like mummification and stuff. And and he wanted the cave because of how controlled of a climate it was. And that's the guy you're related to? No, that's, oh. just, that's just some guy in the town <laughs> that some guy I might be related to lived in for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it's a wild story though. That is, I think that's the closest I've got. Um, closest I've got is that one of my older brothers did do the ancestry thing as far as he could, and as far as he could tell, we're from Yorkshire, and during the time of the Yorkshire Ripper. Oh yes. Um, I don't know any more details of that, but I just think that's really interesting. It is interesting. Anything Hopefully, else? did they no. ever catch that guy, the Yorkshire yeah, Ripper? I think so. I started to watch the Netflix documentary, but I didn't finish. <laughs> Beth, you guys have any stories like this one or any other ones that you want us to cover that's not directly on our path of our road trip, let us know. Yeah, and since these aren't normal episodes, Kenzie can cover one, mm -hmm. and then Alex can do one, and then I Only can do one. Only if it's related to a tall slash long thing. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think... forget the noise that I made last time. <laughs> wow. But I think it would be really fun to kind of like... Give everyone the chance to read, and um, we'll also ask for your drink, and I mean, obviously ask if it's okay if your name's said out loud on air. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, if you have those suggestions, send them into abcmurderpod at gmail.com, or check out our Instagram at abc underscore murder underscore pod. Yep, and you can send your suggestions to either of those places. Comments to either of those places. Corrections. Um, corrections. Um, drink suggestions. Anything. We're we're willing to we're willing to take anything. Or if you want to pick the next state, get on top of that. You can give Is Alex that an some option? help. They I don't can know. Pick the next they state. Can that was my maybe. Job. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's up to if you send us a really interesting story or tall thing or cool facts or about a state, thing. I might or consider it as our section. next one. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Bye. 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 <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. Awesome. Red 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 Red